Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the only show on the internet that talks about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time, and features your favorite two hosts, me, Tyler Boudreau. And Condra Boudreau. That's you. Okay. Uh, we're here to talk about Minute 72, which begins with my notes here. Fox panting like a dog and ends with uh, a gritty fox saying, I'm not leaving here without that necktie. Or to translate, I'm not leaving here without that necktie. But he says it through gritted teeth. Yeah, but George Clooney didn't deliver it through gritted teeth. No, so you it can sounds, actually sounds like it. he did. Uh, maybe not as intensely gritted not as, teeth. Not as intensely as I had it. Yeah. Okay. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Good question. Oh, I had this question. Do you think it would have been funny or weird if they did a gag about, like, Fox panting like a dog and his, like, tongue lolling out? I think I would think that's really gross, and I don't think I would like that. Yeah, I don't think it would fit with the tone. But I did like the dog running around the bottom. It reminded me of, like, a mouse in a cage kind of thing. Like, I thought of Mousetrap. You remember that board game? Yes. I thought of that when I saw that shot. It was like that overview of a little thing running around in circles. It reminded me of a mouse. Okay. I was just thinking like, oh, poor poor Spitz can't climb a trellis. Poor thing. You know, dogs wouldn't be able to climb a ladder or a trellis because their paws aren't really that articulated. I feel like a dog could climb a ladder. That is one of the most unbelievable things I experience when I play Harry Potter Lego years one through four. When Fang climbs ladders, because just like their paws are like a, a dog could climb a step ladder, not like a yeah, no, not like a rung ladder. Yeah, which is what I'm referring okay. to. Well, there's two types of ladders. Yeah, step ladder definitely because like there's steps, which most dogs can do. Yes, but it would rung. still be difficult. Yes, because the steps are further or like closer together and smaller. Yeah, I'm trying to visualize a step ladder. <laughs> We have one! I know, I know, I know. Okay, and then we get good gag, because uh, Fox is panting, and he's, like, wigging out, and... It's overwhelmed. Kylie asks Relatable him... Relatable face. Kylie asks him if he's okay, and then we cut to Fox, and he's got the swirly eyes, and he gives a little hand movement. That means he's okay. He's a, It's a reference that he's still listening. Yeah, and Back- it's, a, it's a good payoff to this kind of little gag that we were getting throughout the movie. Flips it on its head. And, I mean, that's just the clever writing of, I would say, Wes Anderson. I don't remember if he wrote the movie or not. I'm sure he was one of the writers, and then whoever else wrote it. But just the the sort of thing where you introduce something early in the movie, and you pay it off, and you pay it off well. But it's not, like, the main thing in the movie. It's something that defines Fox and Kylie's character relationship. It's kind of the Kylie swirly eyes, and then Fox swirly eyes. So who are the writers? Wes. Um, so Roald Dahl wrote the novel. Yeah. Wes Anderson and Noah Baumbach wrote yeah. the screenplay. And he wrote something else. What else did Noah Baumbach write? Life Aquatic. Yeah. Um, with Steve Zizou, Madagascar Three. Wow. Um. He's definitely written some other things. Highball. That's all I recognize. All right. I guess the name sounded familiar. I uh, I don't know. But yeah, just kind of the when you have a when you have a third tier joke paying off in this kind of movie it's impressive yeah and it is a funny moment too because like definitely i like recognized the like overwhelmed panting face i like had definitely there were a few field hockey seasons like pre-seasons <laughs> where i was definitely making that face so it was like very relatable but then 
like having that yes i'm still here i'm not here but i'm here <laughs> i feel like that's me a lot lately but and then we kind of cut to uh the four people we have ash christopherson <laughs> no they're people <gasps> uh ash christopherson fox and kylie they uh like they like jump out of a window and they're all like they like open the window from the inside like it's a trap it's kind of like one of those like trap windows where it like slams down and they're all holding on to it amusingly and it seems that some people had figured out to go upside down in the window so that the, when they got out they would be right side up but Kylie hadn't figured that out so when he gets out of the window he's upside down and he falls face first into who knows what yes and very character appropriate for Kylie to fall face first into things and then they fall into this bucket but there's a better word than bucket what am i box Box. Trough. Trough. That's not a bad word. Of, looks like just grass or something. Hey, probably. Hey. And they, well, what's also funny is that they come back up in a different order than what they dropped in. Because originally Kylie was on the left, but then he ends up all the way on the right. And we also get a fun little gag here of uh, Ash giving Christopherson back his shoe. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really cute. I was like, he has a shoe for him. No bandit hat yet, but a shoe. And just like it took me a sec when I realized, when like that happened, I was like, "Wait, where was the shoe? Oh yeah, it dropped in the tunnel like that." He's been holding on to that shoe for a while now. Yeah, and that's just another example of bringing everything back in this in this minute here. Good continuity. So then they keep running, and they're running in sync. They're running down a dream. I was thinking, like when I wrote it down, I was like, wrote it as in sync, like apostrophe n. Oh. Yeah. I, I feel like they do that run in um, No Strings Attached at one point. I don't remember that. But yeah, all their arms are kind of moving in the same way. And you yeah. can't even see their legs. You can just see their arms moving. So it looks kind of silly. And you assume their legs are also moving in step <laughs> because they are so insynchronized. But then they go to they st- they go around a corner in this synchronized running. And then they stop with their backs against the wall. Wait, can we get synchronized running as a as an Olympic sport? They have synchronized swimming. I want synchronized running. I feel like that'd be harder because you would have to have people with, like, the same leg length because people have different stride lengths. But you can get someone with the same leg length. Like, it's fine. I mean... It's not a race. I just think... It's just how beautifully you can run in sync. it's not a race, then what are you doing well, for synchronized, a competition? synchronized swimming isn't a race. But it's a performance. Like, there, it's the way, like, a gymnastics routine. Like, there's... If you're just running in sync, you just run in sync. There's no, like, choreography or talent to it other than you're running in sync. Says you. I'm sure they could figure out a way to make running in sync look cool. The only time I approve of in sync, like, coordinated stepping is in... The world of dance? No, it's... Brain. Robin Williams. Puck Kid. Shot in New Hampshire. Yeah. It wasn't shot in New Hampshire, it was shot in New Jersey. Oh, but it takes place in New Hampshire. Takes place theoretically in New Hampshire. Yes. Dead Poet Society Tangents. I love that movie. It's a good movie. It's so good. Yeah, it's a good movie. I recommend it to too many people, too. I'm like, you want to get real sad? Watch Dead Poet Society. (laughs) There's a. Do you ever see the uh, SNL sketch where it it was like a parody of the end of that movie? One of the students stands up on his desk and his like head gets hit by the spinning fan. Yes, I have seen that one. <laughs> and then yeah. everyone's like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. That's it, a fun thing. Yeah. 
such a good movie. No, it's a good movie. You know what else is a good movie? Fantastic Mr. Fox. Well, yeah, so when they round this corner, uh, what I what I noticed was the dramatic wind. Well, we essentially have a showdown here, so it's essentially the same as in a Western when uh, uh, the wind blows and a... Tumbleweed? Tumbleweed, yes. Tumbleweed blows by. But you get some fall leaves blow by, and it's very aesthetic and then even more the the like the clouds cover the sun and it gets darker mood lighting it's like the weather is just on point right now honestly the weather should this be start, on like point. thundering too no no the helicopter is rumbling okay. above so it sounds like thunder which would be appropriate but no it's a helicopter instead i loved the lighting i think especially because it goes so dark and then there's this like weird like cloud openings yeah it's a very cool like modeled look it'd be like if there was an eclipse all of a sudden it'd be like what why is it dark now that would be even more poetic so they're on this face-off and uh fox and his gang are hiding behind some boxes they jump down off the wall and fox moves from being all the way on the left to in the middle yeah so there's another another weird like weird cut but it yeah it doesn't really matter um, and then, so, across from them is Bean, Bogus Bunsen Bean, Petey, their whole posse, helicopter. Not a whole posse, because there's not a hundred and whatever of them, yeah. but a good number of them. I got really confused when we first saw this, because I thought Petey was really short, too. Yes. But then the second time we watched through it, I was like, oh, he's just kneeling. Yes. That, that, <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I know. As a short person, I always get confused. I'm like, yes, short representation. Nope, they're kneeling. <laughs> you know what I noticed in this minute? What? Fox has like a little thing of wheat in his pocket. He's had it the whole movie. I know. I just noticed that like now. Maybe we noticed that in like the first minute of I, the movie. Yeah. But it's been like two years, Condra. We're slowly dying. Yeah. We're almost there. So they're doing this back and forth, and then it's... Yeah, we kind of get cross-cuts between Bean's face and Fox's face. And then Fox starts giving a monologue, Mm -hmm. which indicates to the audience that real serious things are happening. Oh, and this is certainly, like, the rising tension. Like, what we're about to witness is the climax. So this is literally, like, the moment before the climax right here. Oh, Something else I noticed that um, I wrote down was Kylie's little ears. Oh, so yeah. When they, so they're behind the box, and they like kind of just half pop up, not fully, and you just see kind of the tops of their faces, and but you get a really good like shot of all their ears. Kylie just has like little mouse ears, and I don't know if opossums have that shape ears. I think they do. They're like almost conish, but they're little and round. Um, it was just very cute. They seemed really soft. Like, yes. You want to give Kylie a pet? No. Out of all of them, I don't think I'd want to give an... Out of, like, out of all the critters, I don't think I would want to touch an opossum, like, the most. That would be my least likely to pet, because I feel like they're the most disease-ridden. Maybe. Except maybe the weasel. Or the rat. Stan Weasel. Well, you wouldn't want to pet the rat anyway, because he's a bad guy. Who would I all want right. to pet? Christopherson's at the top. Yeah. And then, probably Ash. Agnes. Agnes. Just petting the children, that seems weird. What about the beaver? Beavers have like really weird fur. Badger? Mostly because I don't know what badgers feel like. Like, I can picture what a fox feels like. I don't know what a badger, like, I don't know what their fur is. I feel like it's it's a coarse fur as well. I think it's similar to a beaver fur, but beavers have the multiple layer thing that I can't stand feeling. Um, Well, now I want to feel beaver too. You've never felt beaver pelt? No. You don't go to enough museums then, Tyler. Sorry, I don't go to museums with dead animal fur. I've seen them in, like, 
I saw one in, it was a makeshift wampum, like, or that's not, makeshift wigwam. Yeah. And they had a bunch of pelts, like, hanging around. Oh, no, or was that one in the log? I want a makeshift wampa fur from (laughs) Star Wars. Uh, Yeah. It was either that or a a, a replica. I pet a wampa. Um, Porg. Really want to pet a porg. Oh, yeah. Who does it? Are they fur? They have feathers. No, it's fur. It is fur. But yeah. how do they fly with fur? I don't know. It's Star Wars. They have hollow bones. It doesn't matter. All birds have hollow bones. I know. It doesn't matter. How do emus and ostriches stand up with so much weight if they have hollow bones? I'm sure they have different types of bones. Now I want to look this up. I told you we need to get a biologist on this show, Condra. We have had a biologist on this show. She was just a microbiologist. Okay. We need a macrobiologist. Is that what they call themselves? No. <laughs> Either like a zoologist or an ornithologist is a bird. Oh, yeah, we should get an ornithologist. All right, Condor's Googling, do ostriches have hollow bones? <laughs> We're going to get live updates. Not all their bones are hollow, but some. It would make sense like that their legs would be Their firm. legs are not hollow. Yeah. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. You know, these are the things I think. I think about really weird things sometimes. You... No, it's good. This is what makes for good content, Condra. <laughs> need that hot, hot content for our listeners. In case you ever thought about ostrich bones. You know, what else are you doing you on know, a Monday morning? Ostriches, those animals that aren't even in this movie. Oh yeah. I think it's because I was looking at Madagascar. Like, we were looking at Madagascar. But, so, who would I pet then? Phil Mole? Rabbit? Rabbit would be good, like... Beaver's son? I know, Bean. <laughs> Bean? He's bald, though. You pet Petey. I feel like that'd be weird. His hair's greasy. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. Okay, let's stop this conversation. I like... So, yeah, so what does Fox say? He says, your tractors uprooted, uprooted my, my tree. tree, your posse... Endangered my family? And... Or, like, we listened to it a few times and I never uh... took it in. There was your, a, it's a rat insulted his wife. Your m- men posse. Your something like, and then it ends with, and you shot off my tail. I'm not leaving here without that necktie. But every time he says something, he says like five things. Every time he says something, it zooms in until it says, and you shot off my necktie, and then and it says reverse, to, yeah, reverse shot to Bean's face. And we get a, we also in this minute we get a close up of the necktie. We kind of just like a pan start down. At, it's yeah, real we start weird. at the knot and we pan down. That's a pretty cool shot. How he had to have put that on something because the oh, it's tail... clearly a clip tie. Oh, clip on. This Classy is why we know Bean's bean. a phony is because he wears a clip on fox necktie. That is a bold fashion choice. We haven't really talked about this. Like you, like you're not get it. Like getting into any fancy restaurants with a foxtail necktie. That is like I feel like that's never been a thing unless you wear like. Unless you're, like, going to, like, a steakhouse or, like, a cowboy-esque kind of, like, a Wild West kind of place. Mate, I feel like even in, like, the big times of wearing fur, you weren't just, like, putting on fur neckties, though. I genuinely don't know. That is one thing I don't think I've studied in the terms of fur. Have you studied lots of things in the terms of fur? Yeah. Well, I uh, felt hats and, like, colonial, like, colonize. I studied, like, the colonization period of America and beaver pelts are one of, like, the biggest. Totally parts of that that's so. why you know what they feel like I, yes exactly okay anything else Condra? we're kind of winding down it is really like 
satisfying. The the music swells again. Oh yeah. It's... And this really these cool parallel shots, it's really us versus them. And I like how the people are zoomed out so they don't seem as big, so they seem approximately the same size. Because you haven't had any shots where like other than when Christopherson got captured, you really haven't had any shots with both critters and people in the same shots yeah. for sizing. So it's kind of cool how they kept that where they seemed similar. Yeah, the sized. perspective is interesting. And yeah, the music kicks in at just the right moment. It's kind of this rising tension. It's more of the Bogus Bunsen Bean score, but that weird in-between bit yeah. where it's just kind of like lolly. Okay, this has been Minute 72. Uh, next time will be Minute 73, in which guns might fire Ooh. and action might ensue. Will there be thrills? Will there be excitement? Join us next time for another fantastic episode of Fantastic Minute. No, no, uh, no we should get to do our uh, Twitter at Amateur Nerds, me at Tyler Booty, T Y L E R B O U D Y. Email us at Amateur Nerds Present at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Tune in next week to find out will will chris will mr fox survive will he ever get his tail back will at christopherson ever get a bandit hat tune in next week on the spooky edition uh, it's not a spooky edition uh, summary fantas- edition on a fantastic mr fox minute 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 minute, minute. i've been tyler Boudreaux. <laughs> i've been condra we hope you have a fantastic day fantastic